right, so we're back with the Vessel Podcast, where we discuss the highs and sometimes lows of getting to know God. I am your host, Lee Ann, and we are at episode four, and I have a special guest with me today. Um, I have the one, the only, Miss Trina Davidson Brooks. So everybody give her a round of applause. Yay! Welcome, Trina, to the Vessel. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me on the show. I love your show, The Vessel. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we, Trina and I met uh, through Tina, our mutual friend, and then we ended up on the same Bible study that we were doing. Um, I think it was on Thursday nights uh, with Reverend McConnell. So that was awesome. Uh, hey, to do that. Yeah, I missed that. We, I need to call him. I need to tell him <laughs> to get that back going. Um, Maybe if we both call him, he'll change. He's okay, yeah, we may need to start it up again. <laughs> that's right, that's right. It, it was, oh, that was so valuable. I, I just love the conversations and the different perspectives that we all brought. So um, that was awesome. But but anyway, so uh, so yeah, we're here. We're just going to have a little, little talk and kind of get to know you a little bit more, Trina. And then, of course, you know, I got a few questions. So I got to ask some questions. Um, I know we got questions coming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I got some questions. No, I got to go there. But um, tell us. I, I tell you what. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and then I'll get I'll get started with the questions. Okay. So as you know, my name is Trina Davidson Brooks. I am a native of West Point, Mississippi. I was born and raised in West Point. Okay, Point um, City. Hey, hey, Greenway <laughs> fan. That's and right. so I graduated from West Point High School. After that, I did uh, attend Mississippi University for Women, the W in Columbus, Mississippi. Yes. Okay, I'm a proud graduate of the W. Um, and then I worked as a paralegal for some years and then decided to go to law school. And then I attended uh, Mississippi College School of Law in Jackson, Mississippi and graduated there. And so currently I am serving as an assistant district attorney in um, our district for our DA, Scott Cologne. We, um, as a, an assistant district attorney, I prosecute felony cases um, that occur in our district. And um, I've been doing that since 2015. Prior to that, though, I, I worked as um, the city prosecutor for the city of West Point. I worked for the Social, Social Security Administration at some point uh, for a few years. And then I had my own private practice for a little while. And I worked for a couple other firms, but for the most part, I've been doing public service for a while. Um, I enjoy public service work and I've enjoyed working at the DA's office. Look at this. See, we ain't we ain't short stopping on the vessel, okay? All right, so you gotta put some respect on Trina's name, all right? So uh so yeah, I, I you know, we are grateful for the work that you are doing in this community because we need it. Yes, Lord, we need it. Thank you. And before I forget, I am married and I live in West Point with my husband, Alonzo Brooks, and we have two wonderful kids. Uh, Kylie Ann is, two, is 10 years old and Amari is six years old. So they keep me going, but I love them so much. <laughs> you listen to that, doing the good work, also being a mom, being a wife. Listen, <laughs> hey, it don't get no better than this. So it yeah, don't get you, no better. Hey, I love it. I love it. So let's do this. Let's let's let me start because you know the vessel is all about talking about our lived experiences, uh, our journeys with Christ, the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, and all that in between. So what I want us to do is I want to open with this question. Um, tell us a little bit about how you were first introduced to God. 
Okay, so that's an interesting question because my mom was raised in a church when um, she was younger. And so she's very spiritual. And as far as I can remember, I've always heard about God. And she always took us to church. Like we were that family that went to church on Sunday, Tuesday, and then we had Friday night service. (laughs) So as long as I can remember, I've always known that there was this invisible person who um, my mom always talked about, who people talked about at church Mm -hmm. and who we worshiped at church. But it wasn't, I didn't get a full awareness of who God was and how great he was or is until I think I was around seven or eight. And during that time period, um, my mom had taken me to the doctor and they had found something wrong with one of my kidneys and they did some preliminary tests and, and they found something wrong. And it was to the extent that I had to go to a children's hospital in Memphis to get additional treating and to specifically figure out, you know, how they were going to treat or what was going on. And so prior to us going to Memphis for the additional testing, um, I was talking to my mom and she said, you know, and my little brother, my baby brother, told, asked my mom, well, what's wrong with Trina? Why does she have to go to the hospital in Memphis? And my mom would always say, it's going to be fine. God is going to work this out. You just pray for your sister. And I remember him praying for me um, that God would heal me. Mm. I wouldn't have to go through any um, treatment or anything. And so that was prior to my visit to Memphis. And when we went to Memphis, we had the testing. We did a whole lot of testing and blood work. And then my mom told me, she was like, you know what? The doctors called. They couldn't find whatever was wrong with you initially. And so I couldn't appreciate it then, but I understood at that point. She was like, you remember when we prayed? You know, God hears our prayers. And whatever the issue was that they found um, at the first clinic and they did the testing, they didn't see those same, that same issue when we went to Memphis. And she says, so that's the power of prayer. Remember, you always pray. You always put God first and he will always be with you. So I think that was my first awareness of, you know what? This invisible person that we, that we go to church and we worship, he's more than just this invisible person that we talk about, right? He's kind of powerful. And so to me, at that moment, I knew that this person, this, this infinite being was someone who was very powerful and who could heal anybody. All we had to do was believe and pray. So I think that's my most memorable moment about, um, first knowing that there's a God, but knowing what he can do if we just pray to him. Come on. That's, that's, we pause here to, you, that's a shout right there, okay? All right, that's, man, listen, that is, that is amazing because I think even as young people, we have those, those little moments where it's like, hmm, how did, you know, how did that actually happen? And then that's kind of when what you've been taught meets what you actually experience and they join together. And now you have this kind of belief in something, you know, um, and, I, and I love that, which leads me into my next question. You've talked about how much of an influence your mom has had on your spiritual walk. Do you feel like now as an adult with your own family, do you feel like you own your, your faith or are you just emulating what your mom taught you? I think for a period in my life during the during my teenage years and growing up, since that moment there, I was emulating my mom, like whatever, you know, she always instilled in us, put God first, 
Believe that you can do anything you want to do. As long as you put God first, you can see it. It can happen. And so during my teen, I, I used to look at my mom and say, you know what? She has a direct line in God. She has to because whatever she prays about, whatever she says, it happens, you know? And so for a while, whenever anything happened in my life, I was like, mom, I need you to, I need you to pray for me. I need, yeah. you know, I need, I need you to go to that line, call that line and talk to God for me. That's right. And I remember as an adult, when I was in law school, I called my mom for whatever reason I gotten sick in law school and I started to lose a lot, a lot of weight. And, um, I've gone, I went to several doctors trying to figure out, you know, Hey, what's wrong. They couldn't find out. And I called my mom and she said, baby, she said, you grown. Mm -hmm. She was like, you can talk to God and you can pray. Talk to him and he will answer your prayer. And so I, at that moment, you know, I realized, you know, she's right. And I started praying to God. I started to to read his word more. I started to listen to, you know, more spiritual songs. And I prayed to him and said, God, I am in law school and I am stressed, but I know <laughs> that I can get through this. And I know that you can heal me because you healed me when I was younger. And so after I said that prayer, it may have been two or three weeks later, but I was directed to go to this doctor. And when I went to him, I started explaining to him the, you know, my symptoms I had over the past eight months. Mm -hmm. And he didn't give me any medication. He gave me some natural supplements. And a couple months after that, it was like a 360. I would, it, I just turned back around and I started, uh, my body started to come back around. And he said, you know, there are things that we go through in life. Even my doctor said this. He said, but all you have to do is continue to pray and do what you did because you're able to get through those moments in your life and you're going to get through this. <laughs> And so it was at that moment that I realized my mama taught me as a child to have faith and believe in God. And then as an adult, I had to learn myself that I can use my faith. You have to build your faith, right? Yeah. It's, I don't think it's anything that's going to, you know, it's just going to fall on you. But I think through your test and through your trials, yeah. your, faith, your faith gets to, it starts to build. And it was at that moment that I knew that, you know what, I got this. All I have to do is trust and believe in the word and pray to God and let him lead me and I'll be fine. And so since that time, um, my relationship with God has gotten much closer. I am, you know, I tell my children all the time, if you need anything, you don't feel like talking to anyone, talk to God. He will answer you. He will answer every prayer. And I've did that throughout my career and I've tried not to make any decisions without, you know, first praying about it and letting God lead me. And sometimes we walk astray. Sometimes, you know, it's challenging and we get off track and I've had that throughout my life. But for the most part, I've always said, God, you know, the purpose that you have for my life, mm -hmm. you know, what path you want me to take. That's right. I may deviate, you know, I may try to take a left turn or a, short, a shortcut to get to my destination, but you know what my destination is. Mm -hmm. So lead me, guide me, put me on the right path so that I won't fail, but I'll reach the destiny that you have for me. And so, I, <laughs> so I believe that God has ordered my steps throughout my life, has strategically placed me in certain places, allowed me to work for certain people and even put certain people in my life to help me along my journey. And there have been many people that have came into my life for a specific season. Mm -hmm. 
because I had to meet them in order to get to the next step as to where I am in my life now. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I Something you said that really resonated with me, uh, you talked about your second bout with whatever illness you were dealing with in law school, but you, you had to pull back to the time that you were eight years old and had to pray that God would, would heal you. And so you had something to kind of, you know, prove who God was. Not that God needs any type of uh, uh, reputation or anything like that, but for someone, for a believer, you know, sometimes we do, we, we have to remember times that God has, has come through for us when we ask him. And, and this, again, I like to, I like to say this too, to the, to the new believer is he won't always come in, in the fashion in which we think he should. So, you know, if we're sick, you know, what we think is healed is like completely out of my body. I, I don't want to deal with it, but that may not be the blessing. It may be giving you coping mechanisms to get through it, you know, to, till you're on the other side of the illness. We don't know. And so, um, but sometimes God will give you exactly what you yearn for and what you pray for. And that's just the beauty of who God is. Um, and I, and I love it. I love our journeys because they do teach us. It, it does build our faith through our experiences. When we go through certain things, it's just like another layer to, to tell us and to further uh, solidify who he is and what he can do. And I, oh, that's awesome because you know we we have our own plans sometimes even aside from healing just in your everyday life yeah sometimes we have our own plans and I I kind of had mine too you know I was like Ooh. when I went to law school I was like I'm gonna go to law school I'm gonna you know I don't know if I'm gonna come back home I think I'm gonna move to law school uh, move to a different city and have my own firm and practice and you know all of these ideas I had in my mind but as I sit back and I think about it, you know, I practiced in Jackson. I worked in Jackson for several years after I got out of law school. And then I came back home. Um, didn't know, you know, what I was going to do here other than I, I transferred from one of the federal agencies to Tupelo. Mm -hmm. And then it was, I knew that at some point I wanted to um, be a judge. But I didn't know in what capacity, whether it was administrative or in, you know, in circuit court. And when I moved back to Tupelo, I had a um, someone to ask me, hey, we need somebody to be city prosecutor for the city of West Point. And I was like, sure, I think. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, it's, it's just going to be for, you know, a short period of time, but we, we think you're the perfect candidate. And so I prayed about it. I asked God to direct my steps in everything that I do. And I, he opened that door for me to work there. And then that door led to me working at the DA's office. And that door has now opened the way for me to run for circuit court judge in our district. And so I look back over my life and I always thank God because even when I didn't know which direction to go, he already knew the path that I needed to go. And he kind of just guided me through that. And so for any non-believer, you know, you don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Let God lead you is what I tell everybody. Trust him and let him lead you. And I promise you, he'll lead you in that right direction. Amen to that. I am a firm believer in that. It just kind of got to take self out of the equation and just let it happen. And, and God will always come through on his promises to you. So um, I agree totally with that. So as you talk about being an attorney, um, we know that I'm sure you've probably seen, heard, been through it all, right? from the very the worst situations, um, having to go through those cases and things like that. 
so my question is has your career or being an attorney in that field has it ever challenged your faith i would say it has challenged my faith at some times um there have been cases probably dealing with the the cases that i've seen more so as a prosecutor when i first started as a prosecutor i didn't really know the uh, what to expect i just know that prosecutors prosecuted cases in the courtroom and then you know, when once I became a prosecutor and I started working some of the cases, especially the murder cases, I began to see some of the things I've never seen before. Some some crimes that are committed against people that have never that I've never seen before in my life, and how it affected families, the victims' families, um, when they had to deal with the murder of one of their loved ones. And so, at some point, you know, I got into this even though I'm working the case, I would feel like, God, you know, these people are hurting. These people have lost someone. And even though they did, even though they lost a loved one to a violent crime, you know, I had to realize that God put people in places to help them get justice, right? And so as a part of my job, I saw that as me being someone who could help families who've lost victims, who can help them get justice. And I may not be able to heal their the, the, the brokenness that they're experiencing or the broken heart that they've experienced, but we can speak kind words to them. We can minister to them. We can tell them, hey, you, need, we, you can trust God. I know you're hurting. I know you're in pain. And if, while we do our job, seek justice for your families, there's a God, if you pray to him, they can also give you peace and comfort during this time because that is the only person who can really heal your pain and help you go through this, this time that you're going through. And so that gives me comfort that not only that, that I can prosecute and, and hold those people accountable for taking the lives of, of people, but I can also kind of talk to the families and minister to them and let them know, you know, God is still, God is still here. God can hear you. God can hear your pain. And that's one of the things that I, I get joy from is seeing people, you know, helping them when they're going through tough times. That's good. That's good. Listen, I, hey, I, I, I don't know how you do it. I'm glad that you do it. Um, but I get so, okay, I know TV crime, like TV court and stuff like that and shows that centered around something in the courtroom i know it's t probably totally different from what actually happens but listen i get so <laughs> caught up in the stories i'll be crying so bad and just so so i applaud you for the work that you're doing and it is god sent and you're right people god has has put people like you in place to to provide that comfort because we know there's going to be uh things like this that happen in the world unfortunately it's sin and, and everything else um that transpires it's bound to happen and we can't get, get around it at, at, at this point, but, um, but I'm grateful for the people that God has placed uh, on this earth to serve that purpose. So, um, so man, kudos to you, kudos to you. So, all right, so through all of this, all of your experiences um, and you know things that we've talked about so far, one of the questions I like to ask my um, guests is about scripture. So of course we all know I'm sure you probably have a go-to scripture, something that, you know, you kind of have in your pocket, or maybe there are multiple, I don't know, uh, that you can go to when you need them most, you know, uh, for whatever situation. Do you, do you have any go-to scriptures? 
I do. I have a few. I have <laughs> but the ones that I have. The one that I, the, the top two that I have, mm-hmm. uh, Psalm 91, the entire Psalm 91 is my go-to because I think that's, I call it the protection song because okay. it covers everything. And so when I have time, I usually meditate over uh, on Psalms 91, you know, read through it. It talks about protection. It talks about God. You know, every aspect of your life can be touched by Psalm 91, which is why it's called the protection clause. But as I was growing up um, through my teenage years and as a child, I can recall going to a vacation Bible school one summer. Mm-hmm. And my vacation Bible school teacher was teaching about how God can help you in anything that you want to do in life. Whatever you want to be, she would always say, use this one scripture. And it was Philippians 4 and 13. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ with strengthens me. Yeah. And that was my scripture that I kind of tucked away in my heart. Um, and so in every situation that I came across as a teenager, even in, I can remember in law school, going to take tests. Because while I was in law school, I, I worked 40 hours a week, a week because I had to pay for rent. I had to pay for car note. You know, I had to help, help pay on my loans. So it was a struggle in law school for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I wanted to do was like, you know, I prayed and I was like, God, I want to graduate with honors. Like I want to be at the top of my class. But it was so hard for me because I had to work full time. I would, you know, go to work early. I would go to work in the morning. I would leave, go to the law school, leave the law school, go back to work. I was just working crazy hours. And then I was up half the night trying to read and study so that I could be, you know, at least 50% prepared for class and know what they were talking about. And so in law school, you get one exam at the end of the semester. If you flunk that exam, you flunk the class. And so it was, it was kind of, it was stressful and it was hard on me. But at the end of each semester, when I got ready to go take the test, I would always go drive into the parking lot, sit in my car. And I would say a little prayer and I would say, God, your word says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, Philippians 4, 13. Come on. And you know <laughs> that I've been working hard all week. I've been working hard the entire semester. So, and I usually talk, it's like a conversation when yeah. I have with you. Yeah. I was like, you know, you got to go with me. Me and Jesus got to go in here and take this exam together mm-hmm. because I need your wisdom. I need your words of inspiration and I need you to enlighten me. When I ask, when I have to read those questions and answer them, don't let it be me. Let you be speaking through me so that I can answer everything that I need to answer to my ability and pass this test. And so I did it mostly on every exam. um, And I ended up getting either a B plus or A on it. And then when I graduated, I ended up graduating cum laude from um, law school. And so You know, when I cried, literally, (laughs) at my graduation, because I would think about every term, how stressful it was. Every time I am running from sunup to sundown, working, trying to make sure my bills are paid, trying to make sure I got a car to drive, I pay my car note, and still trying to make sure that I'm learning all that I can so that I can be the best attorney I can be when I graduate. And so I'm thankful for God for that. I'm thankful that he kept me. I'm thankful that when I went and took my exams, he was with me then. And so that's how I know. That's how my faith began to build even stronger because I know that that it wasn't me by myself doing all of that. God was with me. God took care of me. 
And that allowed me to be successful in law school and throughout my adult career. Wow. What a story. <laughs> I'm telling you. Listen, you said something. You said that you started to speak scripture when you were when you were talking to God. And to me, just like I said earlier, he is going to come through on his promises. God, you said I can do all things through Christ, through you who strengthens me. Give me this strength that you talked about here in this scripture. I need it right now. <laughs> and he did not fail you and he never will, you know, and I, and I love that about it because I feel like when we share these types of testimonies, you know, even through the, the hard times, you say you working 40 hours a week, I'm barely making it working 40. Then this is all I do. I, I just work. I ain't going to school right now. <laughs> you going to law school, working 40 hours a week, paying your bills, trying to keep a roof over your head, all of these things and then you came out not just you know not just you graduated but you came out on top and to me that's just a testament of, of really who god is and i think for me my 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 journey really became my own faith journey when i was in grad school so when i was getting my masters i talk about this often that was the hardest time i had in my life i was challenged the most i had ever been challenged and it was the most I had ever talked to God. Who it was, it was the, the time in my life where I felt the closest to God, and I knew how real God was. And it's not because you know, oh, I'm just you know, I I need him to have his a. No, it was like I literally cannot get out of bed without the help of you because this is hard. Um, and and but 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 you told me I should do this, and you told me I would be successful in it. So let me, so let's work together <laughs> and move forward. And I did, and it was the, it was the best experience thus far, even to this day, um, faith-wise that, that I always share because it was, it was so transformative for me um, in my faith. It was like, that was when the tide started to turn. And when I started to have ownership over, over my faith, I knew that God was real for myself and I had experienced God firsthand and nobody could ever take that away from me ever so you know what that's 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 what my mom used to teach us when we were young is that you're gonna have to experience God for yourself nobody else can experience him for you no you can yeah. your mom can pray for you your grandmother can pay, pray for you but you can't live off the prayers of your grandmother for the rest of your life right and so she always instilled that and that's why your story is so beautiful because you were able to experience God for yourself Right. And now you're able to tell others, like, you know, I know God is real because I know what he did for me. I know yeah. what he did for Trina. <laughs> and you know what he did for you. Yeah. And so, and that's what I tell other people is that you have to experience God for yourself. That's because right. if you do, that builds your faith. That's you right. know, some people may not have, they, they may be able to hear it and say, yeah, I, I have faith. But until you go through an experience and you're put in a position where, you know what, God is me and you. Yeah. So what are we gonna do? Oh my God. And that's when he'll come in and say, you know what, I got you. I got you. Ooh, that's so comforting. Gosh. He'll Ooh. take you all the way through that. It may not be easy sometimes. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. That point. But I'm saying he will never leave you and he will give you peace during the process. Right. And so when you have that peace and you know, even though you can't see what the end is, you know that he knows what the end is, and you know that. He knows the plans that he have for you. And those plans are for you to be successful. And that's all that we have to trust and believe in our heart that he has those plans 
for us to be successful. And if I believe that God has this for me, I just got to trust the process. That's it. That's <laughs> it. You got to be patient and trust the process. I love it. All right. So as we are getting ready to come to a close, I have, I'm going to ask one final question and then um, we'll kind of close out from there. So uh, I'm going to try to combine these two. So uh, as we're speaking to the listening audience, um, both believers, non-believers, those who may be on the fence, can you describe God in three words? And then you could tell me why you chose those words. And then maybe just a tidbit of advice you would give to to the non-believer who may be listening. Okay. So I can describe God in three words. I think Eric, you probably already know what the first word is going to be is healer, right? Right. <laughs> because truly, personally in my life, I've experienced where I've had um, issues in my life and God, I want to say that God healed me. There was no other way that could explain what happened to me in those two instances that I previously talked about. So to me, God is a healer in my life. I believe that he, if you pray to him, if you believe and you believe his word and you stand on it, that he's going to do what his word says and he will heal you. The second word I would use to describe God is faithful, that he is always faithful, that we may leave, we may decide that we want to do what we want to do sometimes, like we're going to test the words, like let me let me, let me test this out sometimes and then we fall. <laughs> but although we, you know, stray away, although we may fall, God is always faithful. He will never leave. And when you come back and say, God, I am sorry. God, I need you in my life. He will always be there. And he will say, I never left you. And he'll always see you through to the end. And my last word that I would describe um, God is Abba, my father. Yeah. I grew up without a father. I grew up in a single parent home. And one of the things that my mother told me when I was younger, she was like, you know, your physical father may not be in the household with us. And I'm sorry for that. She said, but you always have a spiritual father because God is watching over you every day. God loves you. God will protect you. And God will give you the desires of your heart. All you have to do is talk to him, develop a relationship with him, and let him lead you. And so over my life, as a child and even as an adult, I've tried to develop that relationship with God. You know, because when, when I have issues, he can give me peace. That's when right. I feel lonely, he can be there to comfort me, and he can give me his love. That's right. And so I've learned to do that. I've learned to trust in him. And I've learned to always lean on my father because he will never disappoint me. Man may disappoint you. Man may give you, you know, some heartache, but there's one father that would never do that. And that's our father, God. Come on. So <laughs> the advice that I would give to some non-believers is to, to try God. There's a song I used, I used to play the piano for a church when I was, um, when I was a teenager at my home church in Northside Christian Church in West Point, I used to be the piano player for them. And I would play this song. It was um, Try Jesus. He's all right. right. Um, I done tried him. So you try him. And so I would, the advice that I would give to non-believers is try Jesus. Just try him. I've heard some friends um, say that you know, they never knew Jesus growing up or knew about God growing up. But as they got older, 
they became interested because they were around people who talked about God and who talked about things that God had did in their life to um, inspire them. And once they heard about it, you know, they said, you know what, I'm going to try God. I'm going to see what your God is all about. And when they started to pray and when they started to read the Bible, and one person even said, you know what, I asked God, God, show me and reveal my reveal you to me so that I can know that you're real. And they came back and told us, and said, you know what, there was an incident that happened and I knew it could be nobody but God that did that. And so that, as a result of that, they began to go deeper into the word and they became a believer. And sometimes God will reveal himself or something to you, to a non-believer. If you just ask him, ask him, ask him to, God, reveal yourself to me. Reveal what you have for me in this world and watch and see that he will reveal it to you. And you will have an experience with him that will make you a believer. Wow. Listen, if I didn't already know God before today, today's conversation would have convinced me, as you as you have so eloquently said, to try Jesus. Like, seriously, I love and I think that God has kind of placed on my heart in terms of witnessing to others. It's just using my own experiences and sharing the experiences of others to just not to convince anybody, not to try to persuade, but it's just to put it out in the atmosphere to say, okay, yeah, this might be worth something to explore. You know, maybe, you know, if I if I open my heart enough and want to know God more, maybe I will experience something similar to this uh, that will prove the realness of God. And I'm okay with that because, listen, it's hard to believe in something you can't tangibly see um or you know you can't touch and and all these things i get it that's why i I don't my method of choice is not to force or throw it down your throat it's just to answer the questions if you have them and to give you what i've 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 gone through and how i how i have gotten to this point um in my journey and it's beautiful i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world so um so yeah. So anyway, um, so that kind of concludes our little questions. But before I officially get out of here, Trina is she already mentioned she's running for a, a judge, circuit circuit court judge. Circuit court judge. So for my listeners, okay, I'm gonna let you tell it because I don't want to tell it wrong. I don't know who can vote for you or not, but you just give a little quick little one minute little plug, and then we're gonna close it out. Okay. Thank you so much. Right. I am running for. Circuit Court Judge Place 3 in our district. And so Place 3 is a Clay County seat. However, everyone in our district, which, which means anyone from Clay County, Lance County, Octibahaw County, and Noxubee County can vote for Place 3. It's just that the judge that sits in that seat has to reside in Clay County. So that's why they call it Place 3. I'm running for Circuit Court Judge, um, and that election is going to be in November of this year. My campaign theme is Trust Trina, Right Vision, Right Choice. And so I have a vision to help improve our court system by implementing um, some intervention courts, one for ex-offenders who are coming out of jail, that they can receive um, services and skills so that they can go back into our communities and be productive citizens. I also want to try to create a mental health court that would allow uh, people suffering from mental illnesses who commit, commit nonviolent crimes can get the help they need. They can be held accountable, but still get the help that they need so that 
the underlying condition that caused them to commit a crime can be addressed and they can go back out into the community and be productive citizens. And, you know, the second reason I want people to trust me is because I'm experienced. I've been prosecuting and working in circuit court for the past seven years. I protected our communities. I fought for victims and fought for justice for our victims. And I've also helped nonviolent offenders by putting them into the pre our pretrial diversion program. And so that would allow nonviolent offenders to go into the program to get the resources they need. So when they graduate, they don't have a felony record and they can go back out into our community and be productive citizens. And so my vision is to be a judge that's fair, be a judge that's just, and be a judge for the people in our district. So when you go to the polls in November, trust Trina. Trust Trina. Trina Davidson Brooks as your next circuit court judge. That's right. <laughs> hey, that's right. If anybody on here is eligible to vote, that's listening, tell your grandma them, uh, your uncle them that ain't, you know, that ain't voted in a while, tell them to get to the polls in November. Um, cast that vote because we need more people like Trina in office and sitting in those seats so to make a difference so um, so with that Trina thank you again I uh, really appreciate your time and your voice uh, and sharing your experiences with uh, with the people so thank you thank you so much I really enjoyed being on the vessel thank you for all that you do you are truly an inspiration to us oh, we love you, you. <laughs> thank you thank you so much thank you so much and with that peace peace Thank you for listening to another episode of the Vessel Podcast. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you're notified of all the new episodes. And remember, God is love. Peace.